Hello, my friends, and welcome to another edition of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. I have a great girlfriend of mine here. Her name is Madison McKinley. She is a marketing consultant, and she's worked you all with a wide range of clients, from small businesses to large corporations that are looking for someone to help them to grow and scale their business. Okay, so she has over uh, 10,000 hours of marketing experience, including SEO, which is search engine optimization, which is what we're going to talk about today. She's got a great skill set with data analytics and return on investment. You guys have heard that term many times during the podcast, our our episodes, and content marketing, conversion rate optimization, lead generation, big picture strategy, and a whole lot of other stuff. We'll go into it um, during the podcast. But Madison has implemented numerous effective marketing campaigns for her clients while meeting their unique needs. Because my friends, you all know that each client has their own unique strengths and weaknesses. Madison, welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. That was a great intro. So thank Thank you. you. You're welcome. Well, listen, let's talk about search engine optimization. And before we dive into that, let's talk about what is SEO, search engine optimization. Yeah, it gets thrown out a lot. I think at this point, people are super familiar with the term. Um, And when they hear SEO, they usually think, Google, um, maybe some people who are a little bit more familiar with it think organic traffic, but essentially like the technical term of SEO just means that you are improving your website to make it better for search engines like Bing, Google, um, and others. But to be honest with you, the, the piece in the kernel of SEO that I find most engaging and interesting is that this traffic is super interested in finding you. Um, That's the part that's the most interesting about SEO. It's high intent. It's free. They're looking for you on these uh, search engines and they're using terms to try to find your business. And I feel like that's the most exciting part of SEO. Right. Okay. So the key terms phrase that you use is SEO. It's finding using terms within your website or within whatever platforms your business is on so that folks can find your business and exactly what you do online. Okay. Exactly. So that kind of goes into why SEO matters, but let's talk about that. Why does it matter that you, your SEO is, is, is great for your business and that you have the right key terms? Absolutely. So I look at data every day. um, And the thing that I'm always looking at that um, is very striking is that among all of my clients, and I would honestly say I could pull up any random website analytics and probably put money on the fact that the top, I would say it's for sure going to be either number one or number two of the traffic coming to that website is coming through an organic um, search engine. And the reason why that's important is because a lot of times people don't even realize that there's this wealth of, of search, you know, data going on every day where people are trying to find you. And these people, right when they land, they're the best visitors you're going to get on your website. Like they're staying the longest, they're taking the actions you want them to take. And it makes sense because 
They searched for something that aligns with the product or service, or if you're a nonprofit, what you're offering to the community. And they're landing there and they're taking action because they're in the mental state looking for what you're doing. And then when they get there, if your website is optimized, which is definitely an if statement, but more often than not, it is, um, then they're taking the actions that you want them to take. So definitely optimizing your website to make sure that it's catered towards your audience and what they're searching uh, is super important. You know what, Madison, this is awesome because we talk about on the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast a lot is knowing your target market, knowing your audience. It is such a key. Without knowing your target market, how can you then um, have good SEO? I mean, you've got to know who you're targeting. Totally. Yes, absolutely. And I think one of the things that when I'm working with business owners, they get really excited about is the fact that you know, obviously they're like, yeah, I want to grow my my search traffic and I understand my audience. This is, this is kind of my target demo and some information about them, which is really helpful. But what's cool is that you can use tools like um, Google Search Console, which is free, uh, Google Analytics, a lot of free tools out there to actually dive deeper on your audience. So in essence, when you're doing SEO work, you're actually understanding your audience better too. Um, I find more often than not, Business owners actually take the SEO learnings that that we're uncovering and using them in sales, using them uh, in customer support often as well. So, you know, finding how people are finding you can actually be really insightful um, and kind of uncover a layer to your business that maybe you didn't even know about. And sometimes, too, to do that, that involves maybe just stalking. I use that term loosely, but stalking somebody else that's in the same business as you you know, how are you finding that person? Right. And that is such a good point. Talking. Absolutely. And there are tools out there where you can crawl competitive websites and just get an understanding of like, okay, what are their top terms? Oh, it's, you know, 60% branded. I usually find um, that a lot of these companies, you'll see that they might have high uh, organic search traffic, but in reality, it's because they're spending gobs of money um, on ads, uh, display ads to then drive branded search traffic, which is, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but the clients that I see that are in it for the long game with SEO, they're optimizing for long tail phrases that their customers and target demo is looking for so that they can show up for those terms because it's so much more aligned, um, with what the customer's looking for. Uh, this is really common in like the healthcare, um, supplement space, which is like really hot right now. Um, you know, if you rank number one for a term like vitamin D or best vitamin D supplement out there, that is worth so much money. I cannot even tell you if you're in like the top three positions in Google versus, um, you know, just like being really high up for a branded term. That's also great. But having a diverse set of terms that you, you are able to rank for is, is amazing to see. Okay. Fantastic. Great advice. So what are some easy ways for our clients to get started, you know, with SEO? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's awesome because again, SEO is like free by nature. Um, and there are some free tools. So Google analytics, which I think a lot of people have heard of, um, at this point, just dropping this in there for people who, um, might not know, but coming in June of this year, 
Um, Google Analytics, uh, Universal Analytics will be sunsetting and you do need to move to GA4 to um, make sure that your data is, um, you know, kept up to date. Uh, so that's just an important little kernel. But Google Analytics is free. You can pretty easily on most um, websites just install it. And then you can see the breakdown of the traffic. Um, so you can actually see where organic search is coming in, um, how well they're doing on your site and all of that. Also, Google Search Console. I'm in Google Search Console daily. It's also a free tool. Um, and for people who are like, well, what about Bing or DuckDuckGo and all these other search engines? Just know that Google is like 90% plus of market share um, across the world with a few exceptions like China. So Google is definitely king um, and it's definitely who you want to be optimizing for. So Google Search Console is a great tool to go ahead and install. And it actually doesn't even take, um, might take 30 minutes for you to do. And um, within... I think 24 hour period, if you have a new account, you can start to see the queries coming into or the search terms coming into your website, uh, where you're ranking in Google, which is cool to see and how many impressions um, that particular search term has had in the past, you know, 60, 90 days. So it's a very cool tool. Um, and we'll certainly start to get a curious brain um, churning for sure. Madison, how do we make that shift into to GA4? If you're already on, you know, Google My Business or now it's it's really it's called um, Google Business Profile. Yeah. So Google Business Profile, awesome tool as well. Um, the that is like a separate entity from the analytics of uh, GA4, which is more of like a back end tool um, that people can use to look at customer data um, from their website. Um I would say that as far as the actual installation of GA4, there, there's a lot of people like in the marketing community, pretty sad to see um, this transition just because we're we're kind of losing um, some information in it uh, with this new update. But basically, if you just go into your Google Analytics, if you already have one, um, Google walks you through the process. Um, so just go ahead and log in to your Google Analytics. Uh, you'll see a prompt up there that it says that it's sunsetting and it'll walk you through the process of how to um, install the new code because it is it is a different code set. And um, if you want to keep the two parallel pathing or if you just want to replace that code. Um, but you will have to, a really important note for people who are um, you know, heavily invested in making sure that their conversion data and everything is set up, particularly e-commerce sites and sites that have forms on them, you will have to set up um, new custom events and have them all piped in to GA4. So I'm doing that with all of my clients and I have done them uh, because you don't want to lose the data. So definitely be sure to do that now um, ahead of the June switch for sure. Okay. And I was just going to ask if you do that um, for your clients and you do, that's great. And you do that virtually as well, all across the United States, correct? Yes, I do. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So when we're talking about SEO, there are a lot of search engines out there, Madison. What is the main search engine you would say that everyone should be optimizing for? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I know we all have like our preferences too. And that's sometimes you're like, well, isn't everybody using Bing? Uh, well, it turns out like maybe only five-ish percent of the United States population uses Bing. That's um, it? 
Yeah, it's it's around that. Um, so these stats change sometimes, but I mean, Google is definitely king uh, for now. So I would for sure go ahead and look at Google actually releases a lot of information um, on SEO. They actually have a free um, downloadable asset that walks you through all of the best practices for how to set up your website for proper SEO, um, which you know, anybody who doesn't want to pay somebody to figure out SEO for them, you can go read that very lengthy document and do it yourself. Um, absolutely. They make it very transparent. And to be frank, like if you're optimizing your site for Google, you're optimizing your site in the best way possible. Like everything that they recommend you do for your website is going to make your website stronger for every visitor that's coming from all different types of channels, Facebook, uh, you know, any sort of paid medium that you're running um, because they're just best practices, quite frankly, from a technical perspective and then also from a content um, front-facing perspective too. So Google is king. I agree. I, I agree with you. Um, so how often, Madison, do you think that someone should update update their site? It's a great question. It's, um, you know, I'm kind of a tough person to answer that in some ways, because I'm going to say, you know, weekly, uh, right. which is insane um, and probably not manageable for some people, but that's why, you know, my clients pay me to do that. But I um, honestly, once you have Google search console set up, I definitely make sure that you have the notifications set up in Google search console to email you whenever there's a problem. What's great about Google is that they will tell you when something's wrong. If they crawl your website and they say the font's too small to read, you know, we can't figure out which video you're trying to promote on this page. You have like three videos, which one is the main one that you want to feature. Um, they will let you know when something's wrong. And so at the very minimum, I would say make sure that your notifications are set up to receive those. And when there is a problem, if Google is knocking on your door, telling their, telling you there's a problem, please fix it. Uh, because, you know, they're just trying to help you rank better. Um, but to be honest, it comes down to like, let's say you have your website totally optimized for Google. You've read all of the best practices and everything's just set up to you know, attract those long tail phrase keywords that your audience is looking for and the branded keywords, you do have to start to ask yourself, do I need to start generating content on a fairly frequent basis, maybe once a month to start to attract more uh, search terms that people are looking for? Because Google does love information. They love evergreen content. They love news related content. So if you feel that you have the ability to post fairly frequently once a month and on a topic that your audience is interested in, you might be able to rank for. I think that that is a great use of your time because over six to 12 months, you're going to see um, awesome traffic coming to your site if you're monitoring it. So, you know, there's a range here. You could go from only when Google tells me to look into something to um, weekly, uh, monthly. Okay. Now, Madison, we, we all know, we both know that SEO, search engine optimization, is really challenging for a lot of um, entrepreneurs to really monitor. So that's why, you know, virtual ingenuity is here. We do that for you. And then, of course, you do that as well, Madison. Um, 
a lot of people try to do it themselves. And so they said, you know, I've, I've done it before and it's not working. So mm-hmm. why do you think that is? And, and, and what are some suggestions on what those individuals need to do? Totally. So I'm a naturally optimistic person, um, which, you know, you sometimes is, <laughs> is, uh, annoys my friends. But I will say, I, I think that if somebody says I've tried it and it's not working, I'm like excited to hear that because to me, what I say is, okay, let's look at what you've tried. Um, for example, sometimes you launch a blog post or a landing page for um, a topic that you maybe wanted to rank for. And you're noticing that you're not getting any, you know, search traffic or whatever to that page. Well, Google's going to be able to tell you in Google Search Console what topics were ranking for that page. And if you're not seeing a high click-through rate, for example, but you're seeing a lot of impressions, okay, we need to add more content to the page. Um, Maybe we're not seeing any data on that landing page or the thing that you tried to launch. Then I think it's time to go back to the drawing board and maybe do some competitive analysis see, you know, was the page set up with best practices in mind? But I still think if you're an entrepreneur who's really hungry to succeed, don't get discouraged with SEO. Because to be honest, like anybody who's telling you that you can see improvements with SEO overnight, um, sometimes that can happen. But to be honest with you, it does require a little bit of time. So it requires some monitoring. It requires some tweaking. I can't tell you how many times I've gone back to blog posts that I've written changed the H1, changed the meta title and description to be a little bit more clickbaity, uh, you know, in a fun way. Um, and then you see the data come in and you go, oh my gosh, like those tiny improvements made a huge difference. So I would go the optimistic route and go back to the drawing board in some cases, or look at what the data is telling you um, and others, because that can be very insightful. One interesting thing that you said among many, Madison, is change the meta meta title on a blog. So guys, whenever you have a blog, that blog doesn't have to stay the same. That blog title can always change. You can change your blogs, right? You don't have to um, redo the whole blog, but key terms change over time. And it's really important to know that, right, Madison? And update that. Absolutely. Look, I'm so glad you brought that up as a, as a point to highlight because I have a client who's a vacation rental property and they launched some blog posts that did really well for a while. And, um, some people might be listening to this and their ears are perking up because the data was really good for a long time. In fact, it was growing and then it dropped suddenly for some of these, uh, blogs were like best restaurants in this certain area 10 best restaurants in this area. And uh, what happened was that the data was, the content was actually out of date. So Google stopped serving it because people were landing. There were broken links. The, some of the restaurants had closed. So you know what we did? We did not create a new blog post. We went back to that blog post that had some search um, authority behind it because once something's been indexed enough times by Google, it actually has a little bit of authority. So you don't necessarily want to get rid of it. Um, and we updated it and now it's our number one blog post. So it definitely don't throw things away. Like take a new look at them and see what you can do to bring them back to life. Certainly. Right. Great. Great. What is the actual cost then of SEO? Gosh, Madison, I've heard some astronomical prices when it comes to mm-hmm. SEO. I mean, what what does um, 
What do our clients need to ask? What questions? What do they need to look for as far as pricing? Yeah, that is such a good question because SEO can, the scope wise, it could be insane. I mean, somebody could be recommending 10 blog posts a month, which of course is going to be very expensive because you need to hire a writer and all of that, but it could also make sense for your business. I mean, I've seen retainers that I've given out from $2,000 a month upwards to $5,000 a month that include SEO and, um, you know, conversion rate optimization kind of in the same scope. Uh, I would be very weary of somebody who says that they're going to come in and do a one-time fee regarding SEO unless, there's a caveat to this, unless they say that they need to make technical updates to your website, such as site speed, uh, metadata, titles and descriptions, um, you know, making sure that the page is loading correctly for Google, maybe making technical search console updates, kind of like we talked about before. Those things could be a one-time fix. And then, you know, you're good for a little bit. But as far as like true SEO that combines the technical fixes and the ongoing content creation, um, that's an ongoing relationship, uh, which I think some people might shy away from. But I think that you could s- start to see improvements from like a four month engagement. And then I don't think you're going to want to let that partner go because you're going to love what you're seeing. Um, and yeah, th- those prices definitely range, but I would say an investment from anywhere between $1,500 a month um, up probably makes sense because you have to figure that they're hiring you know, a copywriter and an SEO strategist who's looking at the data and all of that. And I'm just telling you from my experience, I know I'm biased, but you are going to get the highest quality traffic, the best leads possible because those people are looking for you. So definitely a good investment. Well, they'll be able to find you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're looking and, for you. Now it's not a game of hide and seek. You know, that's you're right. out there in the open. And then you get that, you get that cost that you've spent right on back almost Absolutely. You know, instantaneously. Yeah. So it's definitely worth it. Definitely. Madison, you've provided a wealth of information today. And I thank you so much for that. I want to know, you know, there's so many things that we covered regarding SEO and search engine optimization. So if our listeners could really just pinpoint, have one takeaway from what we talked about today for you, what would that one takeaway be? Yes. Okay. My one takeaway is don't let it, you know how we all have like the drawer in our kitchen where just like stuff goes and you don't want to look at it. And every time that you go in there, you're like stressed out by it. I feel like sometimes SEO can be like that. It's the closet that no one wants to organize. And all I'm saying is that make a small step today. I mean, set up Google search console, make sure that your email um, is correct in there and then just start receiving the emails. Um, you know, I just think a small step uh, is better than putting it off because I'm telling you right now, your competitors are not putting it off. Um, people invest a lot of money in this. And every day that you go without um, giving it some focus, uh, you're falling in the search results. So we don't want that. I agree. And, you know, just do your research on SEO and how to improve your SEO. Like you said, small changes really does help a lot. Um, And then um, there's so many available options on the web as far as starting out with SEO, but then of course, hire a professional 
you know, like yourself to really go in full, full fledged in on that. Uh, Madison, I'm curious to know, you know, you've had your business for a long time. You're amazing at what you do. But what is the one piece of advice that you wish someone had given you when starting your business? To be honest with you, my piece of advice that I wish somebody had told me was that um, you're totally capable of doing this. I wish I had done it sooner, to be honest with you. Um, I think that there are people out there before I uh, really went into this head in um, that were a little bit discouraging. You know, it's it's comfy to to be at a job where you've got, you know, all of the perks and golden handcuffs as they call it. Um, and I think that it was, it was really hard for me to make the switch to being an entrepreneur. And now I look back and I'm like, I cannot imagine living this life, like not living this life, if that makes any sense. So to me, I almost just wish I was in it sooner. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that if anybody's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or taking that step into a second life um, to just go ahead and do it, particularly if you're conscientious and, you know, resourceful, I think you're, you're going to really surprise yourself. It's going to feel really good. I agree. Right. So Madison, tell us where, where can our listening audience find you to work with you? I know you're on LinkedIn a lot. That's right. Yes. I love LinkedIn. Um, my business is called Insidemize. It's a combination of insights and optimize. Um, cause that's kind of my, uh, that's my motto. Um, so yeah, you can find me at insidemize.co, um, online. And then I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Um, you can just add me directly. My name is, um, Madison, M-A-D-D-I-S-O-N, McKinley. Um, you can just add me right on LinkedIn. And honestly, I'm just reaching out to people on LinkedIn, meeting with them and saying, hi, I'm like a solo entrepreneur and I'm just trying to meet more people. So if you just want to drop in my uh, LinkedIn DMs and say hello, I would love it. So yeah, you're great out on LinkedIn too. And you're super responsive on LinkedIn. So yeah, that's a, a great you. way to, to reach you. Yeah, absolutely. Madison, thank you so much for joining me today on the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. I love talking with you. I learn something new each and every single time. So you, you guys, we're going to have a little, Madison and I are going to have a little party after this podcast is 40. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. As a reminder, you can listen to more episodes of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. My friends, be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and comment. And until next time, friends, let's impact together.